0: Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with Jun Solano and Andy Mattioli.
1: All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are doing very well. As always, thank you to all of our patrons over at Patreon. If you would like to become a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash Press. Get early access to the episodes, extra episodes, post-match reactions, all that good stuff. Again, patreon.com slash Press. Okay, Andy. So, Roma. They win. In a match that I thought was fairly decisive against Empoli. And I was obviously happy. But then the other part of me was annoyed, bewildered, and, and still harboring a bit of uh, resentment from what we saw in the Coppa Italia, because I'm sure you, uh, you didn't treat yourself like I had the pleasure of doing. So we are already gluttons for punishment because we, we support Roma. We follow Roma. We write about Roma. So we, 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 we clearly have a level of depravity that, uh, we are comfortable with, uh, enduring. But I subjected myself to uh, Lecce Cremonese and that juxtaposed to Roma's performance. I was obviously happy for the three points, but then I was still harboring so much anger and bewilderment as to how you can have those two performances and within the span of 72 hours. I don't know how that is possible. I don't know what happened in between that time. It absolutely boggles the mind how those two performances can come back to back in the same week, less than three days apart. I do not understand it for the life of me because I thought Jose Mourinho said that The uh, the first fifteen to twenty minutes were Roma's best football of the season. Honestly, I thought up until Ampoli had that uh, opportunity with the free kick, I thought that was the best thirty to forty minutes that they played of the season. Those two quick goals, you had a team concentrated, a team that gave so much more in terms of effort. That that is probably the aspect in which I am very very bitter about because you could tell andy within the first 60 seconds of that match even before the goal their level of concentration the character the the i don't know i i guess the 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 overall effort they were willing to put into the match it was so abundantly clear that i am still confused because once more i was treated to the the treat watching Cremonese and losing home to Lecce. And I thought, okay, it makes sense that this team hasn't won a single league match. It makes sense that they're going back down immediately to Serie B. You know what doesn't make sense? Is that this team has defeated Napoli and Roma in back-to-back rounds of the Coppa Italia. I am... It fascinates me. I one area of not even sport but just one area of life in general that has always fascinated me is like psychology what in the world in the minds of roma something has to be going amiss and obviously it's not just this season it's for the it seems like it's in, ingrained into the club as a whole but i just do not do not understand how yesterday was possible when two to three days previously was shit show would be putting it kindly. That's probably the most mildly I can put it. I don't know how those two things juxtaposed to each other in the same week in back-to-back matches is possible. So obviously happy for the the result of yesterday, still somewhat bitter because that Kanae Monese is crap. They suck
2: they suck and uh I but I do think that uh Jose Mourinho said something that was pretty spot on after uh, last night's win which was uh you know based on the dna of this team if we win on uh, on Wednesday this team doesn't win today that's what essentially he said you know that this team there is uh, which we've mentioned on the last episode that there was some just something so fundamentally wrong and also uh puzzling about how roma go from game to game competition to competition that i do really think that if they win on wednesday they uh they absolutely sleep sleep through this match and they risk of losing against the Napoli side that was unbeaten, that had beaten, uh, inter that was, um, you know, really up and coming. And and then uh, with some, with some good players, um, instead, you know, you, you lose on Wednesday and that still hurts and I'm still pissed off. And obviously it's, uh, still something that I'm just going to keep inside of me because as I said, uh, last time out, this, uh, Uh, something in me died on Wednesday with regards to the confidence in this team and what they can do Um, because most of the time you just have to get these games right. You have to, there is no, there is no excuse for this. And uh, I don't know if using this idea of the the player's DNA is an excuse, but I do think there is some truth in it that uh, it's, it's just, it, at some point in time, you just can't explain it. Even if you're the manager of the team, you cannot explain it. Um, Mourinho himself, he's like, we played fantastic 30 minutes. The first 30 minutes were brilliant. I would have loved to see this team play the whole 90 minutes like that, but I know the players. I know what this team can do, and that's as far as they could go, and afterwards, they just mostly control the game and, try to bring home the result and that was you know and that's fine um but there is that aspect of uh of Roma not being um of being very unpredictable Um very unpredictable and at the same time very predictable in what they do in their behavior and the energy in the level of effort um because yesterday we saw a team that was so determined to get a result from the opening and just you know completely overwhelmed the opponent with with their height advantage and the set pieces and everything. It was just so clear that this these guys wanted a win, whereas uh, that's pretty much the opposite of what we can tell about the team that faced Cremonese on Wednesday. It's, uh, it's mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling, um, but it, it, there is that truth that Roma can go from one game to another and just the energy levels completely shift. I mean, remember... Um, that that Remember that team that, that beats Barcelona, right? We have that fantastic historical comeback. Mm. And three days later, we played one of the worst, most boring derbies of all time. I don't know if you remember, it was, I think... Was it, that the 0-0? Zero, zero? It was a 0-0. Zero, zero. It was yes. so boring, so just completely... There there was just nothing in it, nothing in it to be found. And, you know, in that case, obviously, you can point to the team being so still taken aback by their success in the Champions League. But it's quite telling how, you know, you'd expect normally a team just go and the momentum, have them go and go and beyond anything and everything. And instead, they just settled for a 0-0 draw. You know, and and pretty much here we have this this very similar outcome of a team that goes to Napoli, puts up a real fight, is proud of it, enjoy it. They they uh, they all come together and they come to the conclusion that they didn't deserve to lose and that they're gonna use the uh, the energy from that game carry it forward to the Cremonese game. And where was that? we don't know it it left it, it evaporated it disappeared you know it's gone it's the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was to convince the man that he never existed right and and uh <laughs> and that's you know it's that's the thing is that this roma team um is so unpredictable and yet predictable that even their own manager knows and doesn't know what to expect of them game in, game out, and knows that he has to settle for something and he maybe has to drop a point here or drop out of a competition there in order to keep the whole engine still running, right? You got you to gotta put some weight off the shoulders of these players. And I don't know if if Coppa Italia was that weight. I don't know. I think it's stupid, but evidently there is something there that um, that just didn't felt right. That just didn't feel right. And 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 now that the team is seems to be more convinced of of what they're doing in Serie A than anywhere else. Mm. You know, that's the weird thing. Is again they, the 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 change in attitude toward their objectives. Like last season, you you there was a point where you you could clearly see that the players felt that the Conference League was so below their you know, their level of, I mean, you know, oh my God, we got to go to Norway. We got to go here. We got to go there. What is this? What is this competition? And then they buy into it and basically see nothing but the Conference League. And the season is turned around solely because of the Conference League and the focus on it. Um, I thought that was quite outstanding because It just shows how they really need. They just they they're not good at multitasking. Roma, at least this Roma, the way the roster is built, whatever, they're not good at multitasking. They need a clear objective in their mind, and it it seems like with this with this um, with Juve dropping points, you know, being having those points deducted, and and um, Napoli racing away and away and away. Roma are slowly settling into that mindset of we have to compete for top four at all costs. Whether in the past the top four was more of um, something you'd say to make it sound nice and formal, right? Like, oh, yeah, you know, obviously we have to compete for top four. I mean, it's been four or five years since we've played in the Champions League, right? But this time around, it, 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 it looks like they're slowly uh, getting used to that idea um because they see that anybody up there has a chance finally they see that there's it's not clear who is the favorite beyond Napoli to end up in the Champions League and and um getting rid of the Coppa Italia will inevitably force them to to consider it even more then obviously you have the Europa League but who knows what's what, what what their mindset is in that regard? Um, I, I I really don't know what to expect there because then they look and oh my God, all those teams that drop from the Champions League and we gotta right. go through them, you know, oh no, not now, please. We're so focused on top four. Let us get top four, right? I, I'm, there's just something in there that really makes this Roma team tick when they have one a clear objective in their mind um and uh and whereas when they have to deal with 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 a number of competition once it's not even based on personnel and injuries and whatnot it just the mindset it's are they present or are they not present on wednesday they were nowhere to be found nobody i mean nobody was on the pitch that day whereas last night you could tell everybody was super focused, responsive. Everybody was doing their best. Everybody contributing. The, the, the game plan was clear. It just, everything flowed smoothly. And that's why we always come back to the same question, why? Why do they look so good on Saturday? Unless, because mind you, it was less than 72 hours. Why 72 hours ago we looked like absolute crap, like just nothing that we'd ever seen before? Why? In a competition that apparently mattered to us, why? And I'm afraid that nobody has the answer to that because if Mourinho himself is sort of uh, trying to come up with all these various explanations with regards to the players the team the, the, the what we did the last year to what, our, what we are what we're doing now and oh we have to be proud of this and proud of that and we have to consider this and consider that it means that there's not a clear answer to the problem
1: I guess I do want to expand on this thing that Jose Mourinho expressed after the match. Because my, my perspective in trying to make sense of what happened against Cremonese and then hearing him and what he said after yesterday, I still think the thing I come back to is, okay, sure, maybe I don't think anybody is going to disagree with him that this team... It, it does have, especially relative to maybe some of the other bigger clubs in Serie A, there are more apparent holes. There's still a lot of growth that needs to be done. I, I suppose the way I'm feeling after him hearing that is a couple of ways. The first is, well, okay, sure, I agree with you, but still that that doesn't mean we should not... I should still expect you, even with that being the case, to not lose and be eliminated to a team of the 11 on the pitch. Maybe two of them are worthy of being in Serie A. Monese is crap. I think far and away the worst team in Serie A. The fact that this is even a a, a competitive match, in my opinion, is worry enough for concern, let alone and put aside being eliminated and losing at home. That was worrying. And then too, the other thing that I took from this, and I, I, I suppose I would be curious to hear what you have to say on this, or maybe perhaps just, uh, talk me away from, from the bridge. I felt like after, okay. After the match, or I, I should say after last season, particularly coming off, you went conference league. The feeling that I had was okay. This is the start of, of a journey, of a path now. Roma, they win something. Now is where they sort of uh, try to to seize the opportunity, close the gap with the likes of Juve, Milan, Inter, and uh, fight with them. Now, obviously, you don't have the same level of financial resources as them. However, with our growth as a team, With uh, with the manager that we have now, who has put in into the team a new mindset, things are only going to be looking up for him. But when I, with that in mind, I hear him speak yesterday, and I think to myself, "Well, gosh, uh, maybe maybe Rome isn't nearly as uh, far along or improving as we thought." And I know this is such an odd thing to feel or think after a good performance and three points, but. I hear him speak yesterday, Andy, and I think to myself, okay, now part of it, is he perhaps using a bit of uh, hyperbole towards the media? Of of course, just my general rule of thumb in football is anything that is said publicly, you always take with an asterisk and a bit of a, uh, with a pinch of salt, so to speak. So is that his overriding feeling? Maybe not, but obviously there is some truth to it. Otherwise he wouldn't have said it. So. I guess I don't know how to feel because I was feeling great after conference league. But now when I hear him speak and say things like this, I really don't feel so good.
2: You know, I mean, Mourinho is, um, is, is a character. Always. We are, uh, every time he, he now sort of it's, it's, it, he's basically transitioned into, into this, um, into this period of his Roma tenure, where uh, he's very d- difficult to decipher. At the beginning, right, he was he was kind of frustrated with with this new reality as he tried to to get used to it. Then he became very positive, to some overly positive. And when when they wanted to hear some you know more of a critical analysis, he you know he'd throw all these slogans and made up sentences and you know all everything just to sort of sugarcoat anything and anything that the team did at that time and and after the conference league I mean there was a long period of time I mean we hadn't heard from him from end of October to I guess mid January. Um,
1: yeah, no, no pre-match press exactly. conference. Exactly.
2: And now with with the Zagnolo situation and everything, I think there is just so many uh, things for him to navigate in. Um, that uh, listen, I I find him a very idiosyncratic person. I, I just full of paradoxes. I mean, anything he says basically at times contradicts whatever he's about to say afterwards or you know it just this thing that oh i'm sticking by my players no matter what they do i'm sticking by them and you know people like to talk uh, negatively about this team and they like to say i don't like them and i'm not happy with them but i'm i'm sticking by them and i'm you know my tr- i have i trust belotti i trust this guy trust that. but then camera uh, is here on a temporary basis uh, if we need him, we'll we'll use him. If not, thank you very much. Right, and all us all back. And he, he's got quality, but he, he doesn't know uh, the difference between. <laughs> he doesn't a,
1: understand football. That was he great. doesn't
2: have. Yeah, he doesn't understand football. Doesn't know the difference between a three-five-two and a four-two-three-one-one. You know, uh, all that stuff. And uh, <laughs> so it just it's it's a strange moment. And I think um, yesterday when he says you know chris smalling i can't do anything to convince him you know the, this is football so i i th- for example i think day by day and in, in december i could have left and instead i stayed you know and like you're like what am i supposed to make of this what what are talking about you know is he yeah is, is that he, supposed to make me feel better is that supposed to make it's me like feel better i'm oh, supposed well, to I feel i could have
1: married my ex
2: <laughs> you know it's
1: like, okay well great thanks <laughs> I, I a, suppose? am I
2: supposed to feel confident about uh, Smalling right. staying then what's the right. you right. know uh, I mean th- there are those instances where you really really don't know that's what and I think that's part of the success of his story at Roma and also at times um, the downfall in terms of just because he's so good at communicating because he's able to basically leave everybody uh Either on his side or completely mind fucked, you know, like they're like, w- what? You know, either there everybody's fully behind him, he's able to really pull the fan base behind him and everything. And whenever, I mean, yesterday as well, he intervenes, he's, he defends Pellegrini, goes out of his way to say, you know, he's just doing right. so much for us um, that whoever whoever whistles him doesn't understand anything. You and even yesterday he said something like to the effect of where like um I really appreciate the feedback from the fans, but uh uh football is not their area of expertise, you know. I'm like, wow, like holy, <laughs> holy hell, man. That's you know, if this wasn't just I mean, could you imagine Eusebio Di Francesco saying that he'd be lapidated the day afterwards mm-hmm. or Paolo Fonseca, he'd be hung by his ankles. I mean, it just um Pretty incredible. And and but I do think again, you know, you see, there you have me thinking about like for example, this this thing of Belotti. Belotti listen, Belotti plays his first full 90 minutes, Cremonese, he scores a goal in the final instances, and overall he's the probably the least worst player on that night right and this is a player that we've been trying to give continuity to uh for all season long this was a guy who was used to playing 30 35 games a year for torino before some injuries <laughs> occurred in his final club. i mean come on and 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 he was the captain he was basically used to working his ass off all day long and then he comes here and you're only giving him scraps and I understand giving him scraps when he's performing badly, but then when at least he gets that goal, man, and you're in a home game that you're leading, you really can't do better than giving him 30 seconds. You know, it's um, maybe for some contractual purposes for, for him to extend his contract. Okay, great. But, but you see what I mean? He goes out of his way and he says, I, I have full trust in the guy and uh i he's in top physical condition but you know but 30 seconds is still better than zero playing time right so i just want to win right and yeah you want to win but it really contradicts the i have full trust in the guy if you're just putting him on the final 30 seconds and buying yourself time that's what i mean right, um, right. i'm you know so for me it's important to that the mixed messages to the media and mixed messages to the fans remain mixed messages to the media and to the fans. I hope that whatever is happening inside the dressing room is pr- pretty clear. Guys like back and listen, you know, I, I think you have quality. I have think you are good. You're going to get your shot. You're going to get your shot. Now that you've been removed from, the, from our uh, Europa League campaign, hey, you got to get a shot in the Serie a. Right, I mean, right, you, right. you have to. Otherwise, you'll be somewhere on loan next season, right? I mean, that's that's more or less how it functions. Uh, there has to be a clear line of communication. I hope that's the case. I, I do believe that's the case with Mourinho because he's just, you know, he's the, the most direct guy you can possibly imagine. And we all know that from the accounts of past players. So I do believe that whatever messages he's sending now um, it's mostly to keep you know to keep everybody happy or at least to to keep everybody at bay stop asking him about his future stop asking him about Zagnola. I mean imagine how pissed off that he must be about that you know you spend a year and a half congratulating motivating you know defending a guy who in the end Decides to walk out on you, and then you get you start getting asked all these questions, and this situation is bigger than you because you're Mourinho, yes, but you are not the guy who's in charge of Zaniolo's contract and in charge of dealing directly with the guy's agent. So all these questions that are thrown at you at at some point in time will piss you off, and I do believe that that pisses him off. For me, it's just important that there is some stability, there is some clarity in the dressing room that. Okay, we got the Coppa Italia out of the way, and I'm still gonna hold that against this team. It's uh, this is not gonna go away, so it's not the last time we're gonna. I'm gonna mention this this defeat with Cremonese, but I hopefully out with that out of the way. There is a clear thought, a clear objective written on Roma's blackboard where it says get top four at all costs, at all costs, and then underneath it, in all in in all caps you know no excuses whatsoever okay just it just it cannot happen that has to be the case for me there has to be a complete transparency between coach and players at this moment of the season we're in good position we have eight more points compared to this time of year last year um that has to count for something that has to show in something that has to translate to, uh to a position in the in the standings near the end of the season because you you know you, you you've clearly been working towards something so you might as well make it clear what that something is we've been hiding from this top four for, for you know for too long um, in past years even last year that top four were, was basically a sentence that the players use to make everybody feel better. Kind of like mm. w- under under previous managers, when we were in a better position, we talk about the Scudetto, right? To make everybody feel better. Oh, it's still an open race. Oh, we're still there. Even if we knew that you know Juventus are running to the finish line and are 12 points ahead of us, and it's, it's done, it's over. That team is never going to catch up, right? So top four was used in that way as well by Roma players. Time and time again, it, it just made everybody f- feel good to think that, yes, we're up to it. And uh, even when I think most of them knew that they were not. But this time around, it has to change. That that line of, oh, well, we, we are thinking of top four, that's our priority, that cannot be just purely fiction. It has to be a reality. It has to translate into some concrete action. Um, with one competition out of the way, you better believe that all the effort, all that, all those words, all those actions, all those you know things of. Well, DiBala was injured for for uh, all of October, and you know, Weinaldum we've seen him twelve minutes at Salerno, so not you know not really great. Um, the goal goal scoring drought, which 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 we we had to deal with in the opening four months of the season. Okay, fine. That all has to translate into into uh, 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 some continuity, some some conviction. When they're gonna do, you cannot go and move from Empoli to the next one with the mindset that we saw Roma move from Napoli to Cremonese. They just can't. You cannot afford to make that drop in mentality from now on. Um, last year. We had that drop in mentality, and then we were able to correct it in time for the conference league. That was fine, but that was the conference league in the league. We still were ups and downs, ups and downs. Now, from now on, there has to be consistency. Um, something that Roma have been running away from their whole life. It seems like now's the time. You've you know, you've you are find yourself in a corner forced to chase that top four. You're in good position, and everything that, that that you do now on the pitch just has to has to work towards that. It cannot be just a dream, an unattainable dream that you like to mention uh, here and there. Um, it has to be something that everybody, from Madi Camara, who's probably gonna be on his way back to Greece in five months' time, to to Lorenzo Pellegrini, who's getting booed and whistled. Uh, after dealing with some physical issues, maybe not being at his best, whatever. Everybody has to believe it. It's just only that way. I mean, you see that Napoli, how they're racing. I love how that narrative has changed around Napoli because mind you, they're playing with Lobotka. Lobatka is a certified starter with, with Spalletti, a guy who was uh, called Showing a Showing up about
1: 25 who, stone over over exactly, weight from summer ago. Exactly, who, room was, room
2: who was, was recommended three different diets under uh, Gattuso, who was a joke, basically. And all of a sudden, he's turned into a superstar. Kim, who replaced Koulibaly, when he came in, everybody was calling him like the Korean super soldier or something. I mean, everybody was making fun of just this guy from Turkey, he's coming in, he's going to replace Koulibaly. So I don't want to hear that thing of, well, look at the depth that Napoli have. Every player that comes off the bench is is so good. Who? Who? Ndombele? Ndombele who everybody, didn't. Who everybody. whenever you got, would get linked to Roma, I would say, no, 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 no. We don't want him there. We don't want him there. Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean... Any name that you pick off Napoli, uh, had you mentioned it in in with in within the Roma universe a year ago, nobody the the people that are now talking about that remain completely quiet. The thing that makes Napoli special this year is that now everybody believes in the Scudetto. So no matter if you have. This guy who's played every single game or that guy who's played maybe one or two games on the pitch, uh, everybody's going to work towards that objective. And when you're Roma and you've been running away from this top four for the past five years and you're in this position, you got 40 points and you have a, an accessible schedule ahead of you, you, you just have to. There's, now there's just nothing. There's no excuses, no nothing, no injuries, no nothing. I don't want to hear anything. It just cannot be. So players, coach, the, the, the objective has to be clear. The fans know it. So for Roma, there is just no way of hiding.
1: Yeah, 100%. Perfect place to end it. Uh, because you just made a very quick reference to Turkey, the fact that Niccolò Zagnolo might end up at one between Gala or Fenerbahce is art. It's art how much after do you rejecting want
2: after rejecting the premier <laughs> yes i it, it is
1: art i I want it exhibited in. Every museum of note, if this actually goes through. Now, Vigorelli, that's silent on it. I, I, I don't know if this will go through. They, uh, Roma have confirmed to us that there, there is an offer. Down to the player again. We will see if it happens. I would love to hear a justification uh, as to how he came about this decision. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if this will happen, but it would be an interesting turn of events. So uh, we will leave it there. We will be back later in the week. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. We will chat in a few days. Until then, ciao.